When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Reality Radio for a really great future. We're talking real money. Hi. Please bear with us. We can barely stand it. It's just been unbearable. So bear in mind. (laughs) This is good. I got to say, man. That uh, we will bear the brunt of the misery for you to help you bear down and remain barely invested. And I hope you find us bearable. Uh, yeah. Odds, odds, odds of that are not good. In other words, we, we're going to talk about bear markets. Hello, everyone. I am Don McDonald in my Florida studio. We're outside. It will never again be below 94 degrees. I don't <laughs> not think until ever. December. No, I, I I think this may be permanent. Eesh. I think for some reason the heat is just stuck here and it will never leave. Ugh. The the only good news is I'm going to the mountains of Georgia, which will be 10 degrees cooler. And there's Did you get creek. the banjo I sent you, by the way? I got the banjo, got okay. the rocking chair. Okay, yep. you're set. We're all we'll, set. We'll nee, 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 nee. Uh, anyway, I'm Don over there in the incredible museum of model military aircraft. Oh, by the way, did you see somebody wrote about that the other day and said, who's the person who has to dust all the planes? <laughs> Do you dust your planes? <laughs> no. There's something, when you climb up on a ladder to put the new one up, you look down like, wow, that's really kind of white on the top there. Ooh. So yeah. no, somebody wrote and said, who is responsible for dusting the planes? No one. Yeah. If you uh, want so the job, you, if, call me. If you have allergies, uh, you do not want to visit the Museum of Model Military Aircraft, curated by Mister, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Here he is, Thomas C. Cock. Tom oh, by Cock the way, the by museum. the way, t- to that end, I just bought a plane that I knew nothing about until about a week ago. Because you know, when I read, sometimes you read about stuff you don't know about. Hopefully, and in this book, there was a book yeah. of, that talked about the British Lysander plane. I yeah, never heard the, of that. the Lysander, sure. Yeah. I, yeah, you know all about that, right? So I uh, went online and looked it up. Of course, they're not making the model anymore, but I found it for sale on eBay like everything else, and I bought it. So You mean they're not making a World War II aircraft anymore? <laughs> the 1 to 48 scale? Probably Oh, the not. model oh, version. Oh, the plane. I think yeah. they only made like 200 of these things anyway, so not very many. Okay, just now for all of us who are dying of... World War II historic curiosity. <laughs> yes. What kind of plane was the Lysander? Was it a bomber? No. No. Fighter? No. Nope. Not so much. Cargo? It was like recon, did other stuff. In this case, it was picking up prisoners from a POW camp, taking them home. That's why, the I, I again, this was at the end of the war. It picked up a bunch of people at a POW camp and took them back. So This show. You know, if the you stuff don't, you learn. The if stuff you don't you learn. watch or listen regularly, you are missing a lot. <laughs> or not. 
or not. So, and, and, you know, on a regular basis, on a daily basis, we just bear with Tom as we barrel right into our new topic, which that wasn't even a bear word. It just had the bear sound in it. Uh, Our new topic, bear markets. I know people still feel like we're like in a bear market because the market hasn't gone up a lot, but are we really? That is the question. Are we really in a bear market? I think not. Technically, no, because you need to be 20% below the previous high, which we are not technically. And remember, we do not rely on the Standard Poor's 500, nor do we rely on the Dow Jones Industrial Average, nor do we rely on the NASDAQ whatever to determine whether or not we're there. We look at a globally diversified portfolio. And actually, our portfolio, the one we look at, is slightly overweighted toward small companies and value companies. Uh, But yeah, it's global. And here, I'll, I'll just, did you get the number for what the market has done? Nope. Year to year date? T- year to date? It's down like 17% or something. Let's see. Let's go with the, let's go with the, the global, the globally diversified. Yep. Uh, down 16. Very uh, good. Close enough. Close Nicely enough. And by the done. way, the Lysander, they call it a multi-purpose plane. And didn't I just say something like that? I think I'm on today, man. Woo. Anyway. He's, take so much proud. Get me excited. He's so proud of himself. <laughs> well, the little, the little things in life. Now, we have talked about dealing with bear markets. Bear markets are a reality. They are something that have happened and will continue to happen. That's just the facts. One of the things we've told you over and over and over again for decades is expect the market to go down. It will happen. We don't know when. We have no idea. So we share with you ways to deal with a bear market. Now, we really respect a gentleman by the name of David Booth. David Booth, have you ever heard of the Booth School of Business at the University of Chicago? Well, he's so rich, he paid for it. And David Booth also founded a really cool company called Dimensional Funds, which is a mutual fund company that invests, these days they call it actively, but it's really rules. It's it's based on rules. It's not based on squiggly lines or hunches. And he wrote a great piece recently about how you plan for a bear market. And by the way, Dimensional, you you said they're a mutual fund company. Mutual fund ETF. They still they have ETFs now, exchange traded funds. But David wrote, I, I think it's a really great piece uh, called, So What's Your Plan for the Bear Market? I think that's, you got to have a plan. We talk about this right, over, and over, and over and over and over and over again. You need a pre-plan, yep. not but, a, oh, wait, the bear market happened. What do I do now? And your plan, as David points out, is not the same as your neighbor's plan, because you're maybe in a different situation, but he asked questions like this, which I think are absolutely spot on. Why are you investing? That's a great question because what is the purpose of the money? Why are you putting money away? Now, most people will say to make money, That's not the right reason. That's That's not a good reason. reason. Most people give it's not, I want to make as here's the actual big answer. This is the one they don't speak out loud. I want to make as much money as I can possibly make and maybe even more, but I don't want anything to go down. I don't want any risk. A lot of money, no risk, Don. 
Uh, so why are you investing? You got to know why, because that'll mm-hmm. everything else will follow from that. Well, and now mm-hmm. what, let's explain what the why though consists of. What is the why? The why is I want to retire comfortably. Mm-hmm. The why is I want to make sure my kids go to the best school. Mm-hmm. The why is I need a lot of money in retirement. The why is I don't think I'm going to need that much in retirement. That's all going to be part of the why are you investing? Yeah. And that then brings you to the important two parts of all of this. Number one, the time horizon. So I just got a very nice call from a gentleman whose parents are in their 80s. He's trying to decide how should they be invested in their 80s? I thought, well, maybe a little bit about legacy because if you have a lot of money, you're not going to spend it. Some of that should be invested for the next generation. Sometimes hard to change people in their 80s about how conservative they are, but that's but the time horizon plays a role. And then the other one that David points out is determining the balance of bonds and stocks based on your emotional makeup. Because if you're in a portfolio that is too risky, let's just say that your portfolio, and I've seen a lot of these, is tech heavy. Because people piled into technology the last few years just in time for what? Technology to go straight down. It's been the biggest loser this year. And so your portfolio may be down more like 25 or 30%. So you you may be in your own personal bear market. Exactly. And a lot of people are because they overweighted to, well, all those companies that you knew and loved, right? The Apples, Amazons, Teslas of the and world. one of the one of the really important components of this risk reward calculation, we talk about how much risk you can stand. How much risk can you? Darn! Me. How <laughs> much risk? Can, it got in my way. How much <laughs> risk can you personally stand? That's part of it. But we we do we take it a step farther, and most people don't take it this step farther. How much risk do you need to take? Yeah. Why in the world do you want to take more risk than you need? I bring this up with great regularity when I talk with people at the office, because as you know, Don knows, I get up pretty early in the morning. I drive to work really before the traffic gets going and I drive six, seven, eight miles an hour over the speed limit. I hope they're not waiting and watching for me next day, but people go by me at 80, 85 and my little ego goes, wait a minute. I think my car will go that fast. Maybe I should go that fast. And then I think, no, I'll be there in like 16 minutes if I drive at this speed. That's the way I think you should look at investing. You only need oh, to go as fast as you need to. Thank that you. Was, oh, you word. only need to go as fast as you need to. You don't need to be, well, you're not going to be the richest person in the world who I don't, I guess it's still Bezos, right? Even after the divorce or and the debacle of Amazon stock this year. But let's go back to Mr. Booth because he points out something else that's important. Mm-hmm. You cannot control the economy. You cannot control the stock market, right? No, you can't even control who runs the government, really. You get a vote, but what you get is what you get. But you can control the two things we previously mentioned, and there's one other that he didn't even mention. Mm-hmm. You can control the costs of the way your money is invested. In other words, Ooh. many of you come to me with – Uh, mutual funds that have expense ratios of 1% and you're paying commissions on them, et cetera. And right now the portfolios that we design, the portfolios we give you free at our website, they're costing 
one-tenth of that. You can buy into stock markets now so incredibly cheaply. That's a savings right off the bat that goes straight to the bottom line. Well, just a really simple example. If you go to your friendly neighborhood financial advisor, aka they used to be called stockbrokers, um, you you will often put money into what is called a loaded or a commissioned mutual fund. That's how the broker person makes their money. You put a hundred thousand dollars into this loaded fund with a five percent commission, which is pretty typical. You immediately, immediately lose five thousand dollars. So now you have to catch up from a $5,000 loss. So you have to make 5% before you even break even. And then as Tom said, on top of that, if you have an annual expense ratio in that fund of three quarters to one to one and a quarter percent, then your investments need to make that much more money than a comparable fund with a substantially lower expense ratio. I think they call that headwinds yeah anyway uh big title there so at the end of the article david asks so what's your plan and i think there are three things to think about here number one if you're going to invest in stocks understand that about one out of every four years stocks lose value Mm-hmm. That's been about the average. So you need Please, to. If you're let's, gonna, let's emphasize the about part of that. Yeah. I, it's, don't it call me next year and say, well, it didn't happen. Right. There's no, it's not like, well, then I'll invest the third year. No, there isn't anything like that. We don't know when that's coming. So that's number one, right? You got to know, you got to understand that. Number two, and this is the hardest part, I think, for most people. You need to accept market-like returns. You are not smarter. You are not better looking. You are not able to see the future any better than anybody else. So I'll take what the markets give me. And that brings me to number three. You're not going to find any guru that's going to be able to beat the market either. Don has had this on-running feud with Kathy Woods since high school, I think it is. But at any rate, well, no, she stood me high up school? at prom. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that was, was it. Anyway, yeah. the point of the matter is Kathy Wood, and as I mentioned on another podcast, I'm reading this great book now called More Money Than God about the smartest of the smart, the hedge fund managers, and they make huge mistakes. They make huge bets too, which is astounding, and they lose huge amounts of money. They think they can see the future better than you. They think they know the inside somehow better, and they get burned. Therefore, you will get burned. So as I said, accept market-like returns, keep your costs low. Have your plan, as Mr. Booth points out, and get on with your life. Relax and invest and move on. And I love this paragraph. I want to quote it directly because I think he says this so succinctly and perfectly. This is why we tell you, don't worry about the short term. He says, when you can be a long-term investor and think in terms of decades rather than years, You have the greatest chance of capturing the power of compounding. Those little gains add up over time. It helps explain why over the past 95 years, despite all the stuff. Now, remember, 95 years, I'm adding. This is not from him. We've got 95 years. We've got World War II. We've got the Great Depression. We've got the Korean War. We've got the Vietnam War. We've got unrest. We've got strife. We've got Ukraine. We've got market crashes. We've got 9-11. We've got wars in Iraq and wars in Afghanistan. We've got all of this stuff, despite all of that. Now I'm back to David Booth's quote. 
the return for the general stock market has been around 10% per year. Markets rarely return 10% in any one year. But over time, long-term investors have been rewarded with that longer-term average. And this is, again, a quote from him. I think that's amazing. But I also know it's tough to stick it out because that means you have to get through tough times like these when the market's gone down and down and down. And we know, by the way, the markets have made, and by the way, a more global approach and more tilting to small and to values made more than 10% a year. We know that while the markets have returned that, you have made somewhere around half of that. Yeah. Generally. Because of your behavior. Your behavior. Be- because you want to do something. You feel yep. you must do something. The stock market is down. You then extrapolate that out to the stock market is going down. It isn't doing anything. It's only done something. Yeah, thank you. Always in the past tense. Always make sure it fits your plan. And then, as I said, relax and invest. Or invest and relax. relax. Yes. Either one. Both both work. All right. Let's see. How about a question, Tom? Yeah, please. Okay. This one. uh, Let's see. Where does this one come from? Oh, it's Yelm. Lovely Yelm. Yelm, Washington. Yelm, sure. Washington. Small place. Hello, Tom and Don. I currently have approximately $30,000 sitting in CDs with a return of 0.5% annually. I want to use the bear market. Speak of the devil. Bear with us while we barely address this question. This could be unbearable. Uh, I want to... I want to use the bear market to increase my opportunity to make a better return on my money. I'm 63-year-old male looking for advice on which Vanguard investment strategy to use. I'm planning on working till I'm 67 to draw on full Social Security. I have a pension from the military, also a small pension from my current employer. I have three diversified 401ks doing well until this year. I've been a systematic investor for over 25 years, riding the ups and downs like a surfer on the waves. That's how I was taught to invest. When the markets go up, they're like like the uh, when they go down like they are now. My maximum contribution, uh, this sentence. Let's try it again. When the markets go down like they are now, my maximum contribution and employer's contribution is adding more shares to my portfolio at a lower rate. Great philosophy, sir. Yep, more shares at a lower price. Okay, but I'm not okay. Number one, why do you have three four hundred one ks? I don't know. He did not say, that but he does. That is poor planning that we just talked about planning. You should have one retirement savings plan. If you're working a new place, then you should, and the plan is decent, you should move those two old ones into that. If it's not, then move them into an IRA. Too much messing around there. Number two, I don't know, 30,000, 10% of your money, 20, right. whatever. Is, what, yeah. It's hard to know because what you're saying is, hey, now I just realized I have 30% that's making me well, it's only losing eight and a half percent a year to inflation. I want to try something else. Um, and so it's hard to know. I mean, because we have told you many times, you know, if you don't know anything about this, then buy a target date fund or perhaps a balanced index that gives you some market exposure, but a fair amount of stable bonds in it as well. Don? 
And, yeah, and and the other thing about that thirty grand is there there must have been a reason why it was put into low yielding CDs, and that's what I'm curious about. Why initially was it put there? I think it's great that you want to take cash and make more money, and it sounds like you have the right attitude. But I just want to make sure you've got those emergency needs covered, that you're not sacrificing your emergency money for the sake of potentially higher profits. It just This is, again, it goes back to the David Booth story and what we preach, and that is the importance of a plan that you stick to. Your plan does not change depending on circumstances. Your plan, it's your plan. You stick to your plan. Your plan is X amount in emergencies, X amount in stocks, X amount in bonds. I will rebalance. I will make things happen. That's a good point, by the way, because if you looked at it and said the 30,000 should be in something that's conservative, because when I look at my whole portfolio, this is a part that it, when I want to balance it out correctly, should be in cash or CDs or whatever. You can go out now and get a, I think we looked this up, a five-year CD for over two. So you just go yeah, ahead and now. own that. Yeah. Instead of saying, well, I want to run and buy in the market because it's down. That only makes sense if you should own more stocks. Yeah. Five per, a five-year CD, though, that's kind of locked up for a while. I, I, again, I'm just mainly look, worried about the the, uh, the the emergency funds. But, I can hear uh, the I word coming. No, no, I'm not giving him the I word. Okay. The I bonds? No, I'm not giving. Yeah. I'm not doing that. Wait I know how it upsets wait. you. <laughs> uh, five years. Speaking of five years, you got to own them five years or else you lose some of the interest. Got to lock yep. it up. No, yeah, I, don't, I, I know don't it's locked that, up. Yeah, okay. But then when I look at the rest of my portfolio, I go, oh, at least those I bonds are making me money. That's true. Everything else. <laughs> I did. I did on Monday uh, do some tax loss selling. Yeah. Good time I did. for that. I sold so much of my portfolio. And now I'm just going to park it in VT for a while. There you go. For a month and then put it back where it was. Sure. At least Why with not? VT, I still get the, the the general movement of the market. I won't get the get specific the... movement of all the sectors or the asset classes I had, not sectors. I don't have sectors, asset classes. Nope. And then you're going to anyway. get the $3,000 right off your taxes too. 3000 and then um, I, I have a capital gain from the sale of a house. Yep. You'll be able to offset I'll that. Be able to offset. Yeah. That'll work out well. You are looking look right. a little CPA guy there running in your mm. hot office. Well done, sir. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not leaving this. It's got it's got new air conditioning. I'm never leaving. I'm staying right here in this <laughs> the room for the locked. rest of my Slide life. Slide my meals on front here. Go. Got my water. <laughs> got my computer right there. Uh got my phone. Got my co host, Tom. Uh, and Tom, do you have anything you'd like to add before we bid a yeah, fond I would. farewell? I do. I do, actually. You know what? We have two things. Number one, again, I want to thank people on behalf of Don for the outreach about his brother. This has been a very difficult situation of which Don has shared with you. And the number of you that have written the kind words, I think, is very soothing. And I share their sentiment, Don. So I hope you've been reading those and thinking about them. I have. Thank you. Number two, uh, yeah, money's not as important as life. Money's not important to family. Sure, I get all that. But we have talked to so many of you in the last two months. The the number of you who have called and have said, I'm about to do this, or my portfolio's here. Is it right? 
we get the chance to help you. We're happy to do that. It's fun for us. So please take advantage of that. I think you can go right to Vestry, V is in Victory, E is in yeah. Edward, S-T-O-R-Y, make an appointment. Yes, I'm still taking Saturday morning appointments. I enjoy those. And I'll talk to you. We'll help you. We'll make it. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Weren't you complaining before the show that you were too darn busy? I know, but I still, you know this, you know, you know this other than doing the show with you, the uh, meetings, I get to chat. I just talked to somebody in, in South Carolina, built them a new portfolio, said, there's your portfolio. Get at it. I mean, it was really fun. He just doesn't want to have to deal with the corporation (laughs) and the IT department. You don't want to deal with the IT department, do you? (laughs) The new computer arrives soon. So all I can say is I will look much better on the new computer. Hopefully sound better. Unless they got you a MacBook Pro, I just worry they got you another little Air with no memory on it. Yeah. yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll soon know. We'll know very soon. So anyway. Call me when you get that little box. I want to to Take advantage of us. Yeah, go to vestry.com, V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com. If you have questions, call 855 935 talk 247. Uh, also send questions in at talkingrealmoney.com. And remember, this is an important note, future programming note. There will be fewer podcasts over the next week or so. Or so. And then again weeks. in August. Yeah. When I take two weeks, maybe three, with the memorial service coming up, of vacation. So. Just remember that and keep Tom when I'm not doing the show on Saturday, yes. like this coming Saturday, the call. Know, what's what's the date company. on this coming Saturday? This be like the, 16th. the 16th. Yes, sir. On Saturday, call Tom and keep him company because yeah. I won't be there to support him. 855-935-TALK. Call 855-935-8255. Yeah. Call. Call. All right. Call. I think my wife's calling, so we're going to end this. Thanks for being a part of this. I'm Tom. More important call. Look, look, she's calling. There she is. I'm Tom. Tom, talking real money. We hope you realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for informational, educational, and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time, so please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment, tax, or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately and consistently predict the future, so past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Appella Capital, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. That's a wrap.